to the Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast, coming to you from the Playdraft Studios, with your hosts, Mike Wright, Ben Cummins, and Chris Meany. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. This is the Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast. We're making money and we stay together, stacking bills like Floyd Mayweather. My name is Mike, the Fantasy Hitman. Right, I'll be the host of this voyage. I love it. I love it across love the it. ocean. <laughs> quite quiet over there. I'm not done with my really good intro yet. I'm joined by my co-host, as usual, the cackling one over there, ruining everything on my big Bafo intro. Ben Cummins, it's how you doing, so buddy? It's just too good. Uh, hey, get settled <laughs> in and get ready to get your fix because we got the picks for week six. Oh. <laughs> Oh, man. Those articles, about so to get good. some clicks. So good. So good. And we're always joined by Chris Meany. How you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah, hot hot fire, guys. Both of you guys to start. <laughs> you, you've had those teed up. I can't top it. I'm ready to go, though. No joke. Uh, I, as I'm going, the intro is playing. I'm, how do I rhyme the word Tyson? Because I was going to go with a boxing analogy of knock you out like Tyson, but I couldn't think of anything so i scrambled and came up with that mayweather thing right out the butt true professional sir welcome into the show the fantasy footballers dfs podcast where we are making dfs for the rest of us if you're going to jump into some FanDuel, some DraftKings, we're trying to make it just a little bit easier for you to build up that bankroll win a little bit of money get a little bit of extra christmas cash and the way that this show works Right at the top, we talk about guys we want to play in our cash game in our 50-50 lineups. Straight cash, homie. We're going to start at the quarterback position. Mr. Chris Meany, what quarterbacks are you digging for All your right. cash lineup? Well, there's there's a game that Ben and I really want to get into that we'll save for, for him. So there's a couple quarterbacks that uh, you can go elsewhere that I've that I've looked at and you know, kind of staying away just from that high total for now and just taking a look at a division rival game with the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cincinnati Bengals. That that total's at fifty two and a half and you know, we've been picking on the Steelers defense for, you know, a few weeks now, really since week one. And it, it didn't totally work out last week with Matt Ryan, but you know, we got the Bengals here at home and and Andy Dalton's looked really good. We've talked about it numerous times about when all of his weapons are there. Now, Tyler Eifert's not around. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But I think this is a really good matchup against the Steelers. They've allowed the fourth most yards per game and passing yards per game, the seventh most points to quarterbacks, or the second most points to quarterbacks, rather, at just the seventh most points overall per game. So it's a, it's a struggling defense, a high total. I think there's going to be a lot of points. And then I'm, I'm interested in Kirk Cousins just a little bit now in DraftKings. I think it should be a lot of bit, really. Yeah, well... For sure. And the Arizona defense is secondary. You know, they have some players and they haven't faced a lot of great quarterbacks, really, I don't think. But I, I noticed that he's the second highest priced quarterback on DraftKings and it shies me away just a tad. But if you're playing over on FanDuel, he's like the seventh. So you're looking at just the run game and how it's hasn't been there at all for Minnesota. It's resulted in the second most passing yards for Cousins the third most passing attempts. He's got two unbelievable weapons yes, in Adam does. Thielen and Stefan Diggs. I, I always just, I look at both of these guys every single week. I can't even decide which one's better because they're both unreal. They're both matchup proof. They went great routes. They're crisp. They can catch. They're explosive after the catch. So I like a lot about, 
this offense. And so I have no problem actually rolling out Cousins. I just feel a whole lot better than him with him on FanDuel. If you're playing on FanDuel, it just you can save a little bit of cash there. Yeah, it's actually it's interesting. I'm looking at our comparison chart in the Ultimate DFS Pass, and right now Kirk Cousins and Andy Dalton, they're the, the two quarterbacks that you actually save money over on FanDuel. So, you know, just a little little hot tip there that if you like Cousins or Dalton, maybe you want to get a lineup or two going over on FanDuel. Go ahead, Meany. I interrupted you. I'm sorry. No, I was – no, that was it, man. I was, that was- <laughs> and, and, and again, like Cousins, he's had these – like you can play him on both, like cash and, and tournaments. Like he's had these blow-up games already, like especially over in FanDuel, you're talking about value. Two 30-point showings over there. You have that in cash and you have that in FanDuel. Or if you have that on tournament, rather, like you're off to a great start. All right, well, Ben. I think why – we gotta get in. We gotta get into the game. Everyone wants to talk about it, so yeah. let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Meanie, Meanie, and Mike, feel free to jump in whenever too, because like, let's just get right into. It. Like, I think the reason why Kirk Cousins has had so much success is because their running game has struggled, and I think that not only do we have an amazing matchup here with Falcons and Buccaneers, fifty-seven and a half point over under. But the running games for both teams have kind of struggled. Devontae Freeman, again, back on the injury report. We know the Bucs don't have a reliable weapon there at the moment. And you look at the slate, Eagles, Giants, Chiefs, Patriots, Packers, and then, okay, the 49ers are just chilling there. But all of these offenses are off the main slate. So we look at this game as really the blow-up game. And so the number one quarterback for me uh, especially for not only safety but also upside for cash is Matt Ryan. Now you're going to have to pay up. We talked about this a couple weeks ago uh, at $6,800 on DraftKings, but the Buccaneers defense dead last in passing yards allowed per game, dead last in pass DVOA. Definitely think this is the week, although those will be my last words that Julio goes off here. Um, so really like Matt Ryan, but want to stick with this game because I think that some may be looking at Jameis Winston and saying, well, you know, this is cash and we really need to be safe. We really need solid plays. And Winston really hasn't done anything this season, came in, didn't even start the last game they played. They got romped against the Bears in Soldier at Soldier Field. Then the Buccaneers had a bye. We haven't really seen the Bucs do anything because they were off last week. Winston hasn't played a lot this year, so some may be afraid to play him in cash, but it's the it's the same kind of deal that I talked about last week with, with, with Mohamed Sanu because even though it kind of looks risky on paper, you're getting a guy that's being elevated due to the favorable fantasy game that he's playing in. And he's $1,000 cheaper, at least on DraftKings, from Matt Ryan. So that's going to give you some salary flexibility to allow you to go get some other studs while still getting exposure to this game. And it's a great matchup for Winston, too. The Falcons have been struggling as well. 23rd in passing yards allowed per game, 28th in pass DVOA. Obviously, we've you know hammered home the injuries that they've had on that side of the ball. They're giving up points in bunches. So... This is obviously the game to target and kind of figure out your exposure here before you start to mix and match players in other spots. That's probably going to be the way that DFS is won, not only in cash games, but in tournaments as well. So let's just get right into it and, and throw those guys out there right off the bat. Jameis Winston, essentially, if, if you take out games you know, where he got knocked out, he threw for over 300 yards half of the time. 
and that's that's bananas. Yeah, people. I mean, the when he came back from the shoulder injury in those final five games, he was throwing at a five thousand yard pace. Jameis Winston gets yards, and now he is surrounded by talents with the the emergence of Chris Godwin in the second year of Deshaun Jackson. So, in that matchup, I really like going with Jameis Winston, even if like I understand he provides you a little bit a little bit more risk than Matt Ryan does, but that that price savings, you unlock a lot of things with your roster. Moving it over to the running back position. Ben, I'm going to let you keep going. Which guys do you like in your cash lineup? Really, really like Joe Mixon in this spot. Um, you know, I, again, you, you look, you have to pay up for a guy like Todd Gurley, and we can get into that a little bit later. $10,000 on DraftKings this week. And, yeah, <laughs> and he and it deservedly so. So we'll talk about yeah, that. But yeah. you kind of want to find nice. at least a little bit of savings in cash, so you can get a lot of these reliable players. Really like Joe Mixon this week. I was a little nervous last week coming back from the injury. Hadn't played in a little bit. Giovanni Bernard had been playing, but obviously he was out last week. Uh, the comments that Mark Waltenberg would play a little bit, uh, and we we didn't hey. really see that happen. Uh, Mixon came right back. And saw 26 opportunities. So he's third in the entire league in opportunities per game once you average it out for the games that he's played this season, seeing 24 opportunities, which is carries and targets. And he's involved in both aspects. He's very good. This is the uh, the other game that I want to get exposure to because it's another high over under, around 53 points. And the Steelers' run defense is... Ever since Shazier went out last year, really tough to see, obviously. Good to see that he's you know, kind of working his way back here. But they've just struggled. They've struggled for a while. They're average against the run. The Bengals are at home. Uh, you know, me and you're already talking about Dalton and all the weapons. Well, Mixon is one of those weapons. So really like him this week, and I think that his price makes him somewhat affordable. And then just, just because we like to hit him high and hit him low, this is – the revenge game narrative for beast mode. And he did not come through last week, but the price is still there to where he makes sense. This game is in London, uh, but it is against Seattle, his old team, Seattle. You know, we we've hit it on uh, hit on it in this podcast a ton as well. The Seahawks defense is not the same. They are completely different. They're 29th in rushing yards allowed per game, a little bit better in run DVOA average. They're 17th. So middle of the pack, but still, this should be a game, which I think this game has a chance to be uh, a little bit more high scoring um, than some may realize, like could get up there. And I think that that should be able to help Lynch. Obviously, there is still the fear that if the Seahawks get off to a good game, then you could see more Jalen Richard than you want to see because Lynch doesn't see a ton of targets, but he still is involved a little bit. The matchup is pretty solid. Obviously, I think that you know, there's the, the narrative should play a little bit of a role. Oakland's going to want to have Marshawn Lynch play um, a solid game. And so could see a few extra opportunities for a guy that's seeing 18 opportunities per game on the season. That's no joke. Uh, so and the and the salary makes him worthwhile there as well. So hit him high, hit him low. All right, Manny, 
Ben uh, Ben has taken all the running back time. I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> no, Chris Mini, who you got, buddy? That's fair, right? Mixon. I mean, it's the same it's the same sort of deal here with Connor and for Gordon. I was looking at Mixon and Ben nailed it. The opportunities, the at least seventeen carries in three games and no geo, so he's catching balls out of the backfield too. And that's what I'm seeing from Melvin Gordon, especially in the red zone. There's just some safety with Gordon. Uh, there's a little bit of a price difference between him and Gurley if you can't afford Gurley. And I know everyone wants to play him. Why not? But for Gordon, 101 touches, ranked sixth. Nine red zone targets this year actually leads the Chargers overall. Last year was Keenan Allen getting all those looks, Hunter Henry. And we've known that Gordon has been a top five red zone rushing attempt guy over the past couple of years. Like he's always been the guy who gets the ball, the hands off. And, and through the air this year, I'm just seeing it. Like He's averaging 7.6 targets, 5.6 catches. Last year, he only averaged 5 targets and 3.6 catches. So he's seeing an e- increase through the air. He's got a couple of receiving touchdowns. The yards are there. The matchup's okay. It's not, it's not, it doesn't jump out at, the, out at you on the page, but the secondary, there's some guys. There's some players in Cleveland. That defense is pretty good. And Rivers is going to have, you know, he's going to have to check it down to, to some of these backs. So I like Gordon to get some touches to continue that way. And just like mixing with Connor, staying inside that game, I agree, Ben. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored. We could see this go over the number at 52 and a half. And Connor, 254 snaps the most in the NFL. He's played 86% of the Steelers' snaps. They're using him just like Bell. He may not be as efficient, but he's getting the touches on the ground and through the air. So I like this matchup, and he's affordable. I mean, five rushing touchdowns, 342 rushing yards, it ranks top seven in the league. It's just guaranteed volume. That's what I want from Cash. Melvin Gordon is the budget version of Todd Gurley. So to go from <laughs> over on DraftKings from 10,000 to 8,200, I don't mind it. Now, of course, built into Gordon is the fact that Austin Eckler is just a, a pest for fantasy right, purposes. Yeah. He just keeps stealing touchdowns, and Todd Gurley does not have to deal with any of that nonsense. But uh, Melvin Gordon locked in weekly play, a, a very s- solid foundational running back at the wide receiver position. Bam! You're gonna, we're going in on this? Yeah, we're going we in on Julio? This Julio, no touchdown. Right, right. Jones. He's, he's he's absolutely going to smash, and he. I do think that he scores this week, and who knows if that actually happens. Well, you better. I do think it happens though. But even if it doesn't, there's still so many reasons to lock him in. He shouldn't be this cheap on DraftKings at seventy nine hundred dollars. We've already hammered home the matchup, how many points that should be scored. Julio tied for seventh in the league in targets, eleventh in receptions, third in receiving yards, third in air yards. And on top of all that, the Falcons are at home. And on top of all of that, for whatever reason, this is just the spot that Julio destroys every year. No matter what his struggles are in other matchups, Julio destroys the Buccaneers, consistently has success. And whether it's Matt Ryan throwing him the touchdown passes or Mohamed Sanu, like we saw last season, he's going to get it done this week. Uh, Absolutely lock him in. And then I like the salary savings for Jarvis Landry really into Baker Mayfield this week uh, should really start to get going now that he's had more game action and uh, more practice with the ones. And I like this game. This game has kind of a low over under here, the Browns and the chargers, but I feel like there's definitely a chance more points are going to be scored than some think. And we know at $6,600 on DraftKings, it's just a cheap, an, I should say an affordable way to get exposure to guaranteed volume into a very good player whose now outlook looks better with Baker Mayfield playing. Landry's tied for fifth in the league in, t- 
in targets. And I think the matchup is better than some realize. We touched on that last week with the Chargers defense not being as good, and Landry lining up in the slot a lot should avoid some tough matchups there as well. So lock in Julio and then go down to Jarvis for $1,300 in savings. All right, Manny. It's amazing with Julio, too. He's dropped down to price. like He's the fifth most expensive wide receiver. Ben, you just rattled off a ton of positive stats despite him not finding the end zone, and he has the best possible matchup that he could have, and he's the fifth most expensive. Like He's under $8,000 on DraftKings, which is crazy because he's playing Tampa Bay. They've allowed the most points per game and the second most points to wide out. So I'm going to continue to stack Ryan, Julio, and Sanu. We were on it last week. I know Ben wrote him up in the past. I wrote him up. I'm pretty sure he was he was talked about here. He's $4,800. He's the guy who actually scores the touchdowns for Atlanta. He continues to get more snaps, running more routes than Calvin Ridley, getting more targets. Uh, I think he's got a touchdown in back-to-back weeks now. He had a two-point combo a couple weeks ago. So two touchdowns his last three weeks, 184 yards. So you can really save on both sites, too. FanDuel, he checks in at under six grand. So it allows you to spend else, elsewhere, especially... Um, just to really be able to target this game and that. And there's a ton of great options, obviously, in the Steelers and Bengals game. And then another cheap guy that I like, especially probably more on DraftKings, is Chester Rogers. Like, yeah. Andrew Luck. I'm in on this. Yeah. Luck is throwing the ball more than anybody. Like, he's got no run game. The defense is awful. He's got no defense. Yeah. The defense is pathetic. It's a joke. And he's had no choice but to, to air it out. Like, whether this guy's shoulder sore or not, he is chucking every single game and and Indy is just strong. I don't even know T.Y. Hilton I haven't heard much about him don't think he's going to play in this game Eric Ebron's got like a thousand injuries Doyle's hasn't still practiced. not practicing sure he's going to play Jack Doyle is, no he's done too and even if T.Y. plays like it's back-to-back games for Rodgers with at least 11 targets and eight catches one game had T.Y. Hilton in it the other game didn't have T.Y. Hilton in it Rodgers is locked into the slot it's just cheap cheap volume on DK he checks in at under under five thousand dollars Talking about the tight end position, fellas. The tight end position, it still exists. Are we is there anyone besides the big three? We talking Gronk, we're talking Ertz, we're talking Kelsey. Mike is that none of them are on the right. slate, so we can't even talk about them. Yep. Fantastic. (laughs) Now you guys are now Ben is really in a pickle if he can't talk about Travis. (laughs) And I love to focus on that main slate. So I'm really enjoying this because I'm basically completely in on David and Joku this week. You're going to have to feel a little uncomfortable again because those guys aren't available to you. And you know, you want reliable volume. And Joku has seen Seven targets in four of five games this year. Saw 11 targets last week. Just talked about it with Landry. Uh, And I talked about it in the preseason. Like I was waiting for Mayfield to start because I thought that would increase the outlook for all the pass catchers involved. Now we have Rashard Higgins hurt who's not going to play. And we've already seen the target distribution uh, become much more shallow because no Corey Coleman anymore, no Josh Gordon anymore. So that's what makes you like Jarvis Landry for that price. But super into Njoku this week at home, $3,800 price tag. Again, I see this game being a little bit more fantasy-friendly than maybe the over-under would would show you. And again, the matchup against the Chargers, not super scary either. Really, really into Njoku this week when you compare all the other matchups. Bright, a guy, I mean, you might be talking about, but I should have said this earlier when we were talking about all of Winston's weapons. O.J. Howard's practicing, so we have to wait to see what happens there. That would be the other guy that's kind of competition for Njoku. I feel really good about Njoku at this point. 
Yeah, I mean, just go away, OJ Howard. Right. <laughs> like he checks in at thirty seven hundred dollars. He has touchdowns in back to back games. He has fourteen. But Cameron Brait we're talking about. Years. Yeah. yeah, Cameron Brait. Yeah, for sure. Forty five hundred dollars in Fanduel doesn't get much cheaper than that. And and on DraftKings at thirty seven hundred doesn't either. Right. So touchdowns in back to back games. A huge red zone target for Jameis Winston over the past couple of years. He's been top five in red zone targets among tight ends. 14 touchdowns in the last two years. So the high total, the struggle, you know, in the secondary with Atlanta. So I don't expect OJ Howard to play, um, but certainly that's something you're going to have to keep an eye on if he gets into practice on Friday. Yeah, I don't expect him to play either with the sprained MCL. It's a multiple week injury. He should miss at least this week. And Cameron Chalk Brait should be <laughs> a foundational piece for lineups. Let's talk quickly about the DSTs. Ben, who you got? Yeah, you want safety. The Bears, even though they're on the road against the Dolphins, they've allowed the second fewest yards per game in the league. Even the though they're offense. on the road against the Dolphins, is that somehow you're trying to, to talk up the Dolphins a little bit? No, it's not. I, I'm just somebody that always is big on all my plays being at home when okay. it makes sense. So that's really all I meant because Bears, second fewest yards allowed per game this year on defense. The Dolphins offense 30th in yards per game. Tannehill's not throwing the ball. He's not doing much. So, no, I'm not worried about this Dolphins offense at all, and that's why I'm saying the Bears are a very solid lock for you in cash. Meany? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Miami has 10 trips to the red zone this year. 10. (laughs) So, uh, good luck against the Bears. Uh, I'll go Houston. This is probably a pretty obvious one. They're both... You know, it's expensive expensive, uh, defense on FanDuel as well as DraftKings, but, you know, the Bills... They've committed seven turnover, seven interceptions. They rank dead last in passing yards, points per game. Nobody's been sacked more than the Buffalo quarterback this year. And JJ Watt has the most sacks in the league, so yeah, sign me up. Now I've got my my DST. You know, you fellas know I like them cheap. You know I like them cheap. Like my Bengals last week. Yes, we do. Uh, came through in a pretty it's big huge. way. Huge. The DST that I am feeling, 2300 bucks on DraftKings, and that is the Dallas Cowboys. They are at home against the Jacksonville Jaguars. They have a pass rush. They have Byron Jones. I, just, I, I believe that the Cowboys are going to keep this close. They're going to give you good defensive points. I actually believe that the Cowboys can win this game, as crazy as that sounds as well. But You've been watching that Bortles blooper video that's <laughs> yeah, going around that's, Twitter. That's the thing is you know that Bortles is he's probably good for one one to three turnovers. So I think the Cowboys checking in super cheap are a good option. Support for today's show is brought to you by Pristine Auction. Pristine Auction, the best sports memorabilia site in the known universe, ladies and gentlemen. Hundreds of new daily deals up every single day. That's why they call them daily deals. Over at Pristine Auction, we're talking autographed memorabilia, sports stars, movie stars, you name it, they probably got it. I'm browsing every single day trying to get in on that action. I'm looking at a glorious Odell Beckham jersey signed by the hands that catch the footballs of Odell Beckham Jr. Our office is littered with them. I've given presents away. I gave my father a signed jersey from pristine auction this past father's day he was he was shook he didn't know what to do he was so impressed and gave me a big hug said thank you mike and i said you know what this is this is only possible because of pristine auction go ahead check him out p-r-i-s-t-i-n-e auction.com get your memorabilia out 
If you sign up for that free account, let them know that the Fantasy Footballers DFS podcast sent you. And quick reminder, if you are new to FanDuel, if you are new to DraftKings, when you're signing up, please use the promo code BALLERS for either site. It helps the show. It helps you. We're going to move down to the tournament picks. You down with GPP? All right, Ben, before we let you jump in here with your favorite tournament quarterback, I want to remind people about the ultimate DFS pass. This is our premium resource. It's it's the go-to. You're going to play some DFS. You need the ultimate DFS pass. Tons and tons of picks for your cash games, for your tournaments. The, that value chart I was talking about where you can know if you're going to want to play a guy on FanDuel or DraftKings, it's there. Looking at the game lines, a good good in-depth look at those things. Just tons of really cool things. One low price for the entire season. And you can save a little bit of money if you use the promo code DFSPOD. So check it out. UltimateDFSPass.com. The promo code is DFSPOD. Ben, I interrupted you rudely. I apologize. Let's talk about your favorite tournament quarterbacks. Ryan and Winston, obviously the plays. But if you want to get contrarian, because that's what you want to do in tournaments, I like Baker Mayfield. I've talked about some of his weapons. Only $5,500 on DraftKings at home. Uh, You know, I've talked about the Chargers defense not being super scary. Here's the numbers. 19th in passing yards allowed per game. 16th in pass DVOA. Average at best. Uh, The Browns are at home. Mayfield has averaged 318.5 passing yards per game in his two starts. He's also playing five quarters a game, to be fair. Look, I love Baker, but just saying, like, his yard is. Right. No, no, that's good context that I had kind of forgotten about. But uh, we know that he hadn't really practiced with the ones at all. So now he's getting that game action. He's getting those reps under his belt. I think we can see some more upside. And again, I think for me, Personally, it it might not trend this way, but in tournaments, it's at least worth taking a chance on. I see this game being a sneaky potential shootout option, and he can be rostered again for 5,500. And then Russell Wilson, the the Seahawks are running successfully, and it's super annoying, but um, not if we start to try to take advantage of some of these cheap options there as well. But if this game trends into a sneaky shootout, which I think it can, I touched on that earlier, Wilson's another guy that's pretty cheap, $5,700. We saw him throw those touchdowns against the Rams in a game where you know we thought he was going to have to throw to catch up. That might not be the case here. So because of that, it's somewhat of a risky play because Wilson's not running himself because of Schottenheimer, who I hate. <laughs> but... Uh, if for whatever reason their running game can't necessarily get uh, going this week, I think it will. But if Oakland has the ability to put up points, which we know they can against this bad Seahawks defense, Russell Wilson has some upside in this game as well. The Raiders defense is just bad all around, as we've touched on on this podcast. 23rd in passing yards allowed per game, 30th in pass DVOA. Wilson could have one of those 2017 performances. And so I'm looking to get maybe just a little bit of exposure there as well. Moving it over to Chris Meany, who you like? Yeah, I think it's just important to, for people who play a lot of tournaments or maybe not a lot of tournament lineups and they want to stack this obvious game with Atlanta and Tampa, I mean, you got to try to be a little bit different here. I mean, if, if this game goes to script and there's 60 points on the board, 
and everyone is stacked this game, you're probably not winning unless you have one or two like standout options. So um, try to keep things interesting. And at the quarterback position, I feel like nobody wants Big Ben. Nobody wants to talk about him because he's on the road. Nobody wants to talk about him because he's very expensive in a divisional matchup. I think spending up on Big Ben in tournaments may be the way to go. And especially on FanDuel, he's the most expensive quarterback over there. People are not going to play for a big band they're just not and, and much like Kirk Cousins he's got two unbelievable weapons in Juju Smith-Schuster and Antonio Brown this matchup is not bad and you look at Ben his two road games I mean it's there's a big enough sample size to see that he struggles on the road but he's got almost 700 passing yards in his two road games he has two games this season with at least three passing touchdowns and the Bengals have allowed the eighth most yards through the air and the seventh most fantasy points to quarterbacks. And then another quarterback when nobody wants to talk about is Jared Goff. And everyone wants to say, okay, well, you've got the Broncos here. They're allowing the third most rushing yards per game. Todd they Gurley, stink. Yada, yada, yada. They stink. Jared, I'm yeah. sorry, Denver. They, they, they're not good. They're not. And what did we see last week? Rookie quarterback tossed Agreed. three touchdowns on him. I mean, here we go with Jared Goff, and it looks like Brennan Cooks and Cooper Cup are going to play in this game. Keep an eye on them on Friday, but they, they had they were cleared through walkthrough, and Sean McVay says he expects both of them to get a full practice in Friday. If they get a full practice in Friday, just roll Jared Goff. I mean, he if you're looking at just team totals, team implied totals, the Pats 34. You're not going to get them on the main slate. Who's next? LA 31. They're tied with Atlanta. No one's talking about this game because they don't feel like Goff can go in and throw three or four touchdowns. 100% that he can. I think the concern uh, for the Rams at least for the for the public, not for the not for the Sharks in Vegas, it's Brandon Cooks and Cooper Cup who exited last week, both had concussions. Will they be able to play now? They're participating in walkthroughs, they are progressing, so it absolutely looks like both of them will return and if they're both back, then Jared Goff is uh, he's a great play. See, people may shy away from that too because they feel like, oh, if you know, Goff, if if Cup or Cooks, you know, take another hit, they're done. You know, maybe it'll just be the girly show, which it certainly could be. But he catches a few balls in the backfield too. Sure. Moving over to the running back position, Ben. This fellow you want to talk about here? I actually think this guy is a strong cash play as well. I think he unlocks quite a few things, a master key, if you will. But let's talk about it for tournaments. Yeah, totally fine with that as well. It's Chris Carson. I uh, kind of want to talk about him as a tournament play just because there's been a lot. It, it, we ca- haven't really known what to do with the Seahawks backfield at all all year because, you know, we thought Penny was going to be much more involved. Would have made sense. Uh, Carson then gets 34 opportunities in week three, but then doesn't play the next week. So now it's kind of that ambiguity of like okay well he's coming back now week five what is he going to do we saw Mike Davis do some things the week before well he comes back and gets 20 more opportunities in week five so I'm with you I like him in both cash and tournaments because on DraftKings he's $4,400 and that price is so nice for the guaranteed work that we've seen him get in the last two games that he's played and again you know I do think that Seattle is going to find success on the ground, although you know there, there are reasons to like Wilson if the game trends that way. But regardless, I think that Seattle uh, has proven we know that they want to run the ball. And so, again, you kind of just buy into that based on what we knew going into the season and what we've seen, and the matchup is there. Again, I said this Raiders defense is bad all around. 28th in rushing yards allowed per game and 24th in run DVOA. So because of that, 
you know, you want to take advantage. And I want to piggyback off of what Meany was saying as well and talk about another Ram real quick and talk about Todd Gurley. And of course, by, everybody knows Todd Gurley, but I want to just take this moment to talk about the fact that he's $10,000 on DraftKings. And we know that everybody wants so many pieces of this Falcons and Buccaneers game. I wouldn't be surprised to see a ton of people trying to correlate both Julio Jones and Mike Evans. And that makes sense. You know, I, I want to do that too. But that's not going to leave you that much money to roster Gurley at $10,000. And I think people are looking at it and saying, uh, or can look at it and say, well, he's gotten to the point where he just cost too much money. I can't play him. Or man, I, you know, I played him last week and he balled out for me, or I missed it last week. Last week was the blow up game. No, every single week is a blow up game for Todd Gurley. And I agree with you guys. The Broncos defense is not anything what it once was. And you want to attack them on the ground. They rank 30th in rushing yards allowed per game, 26th in run DVOA. They're one of the worst run defenses in the league. And Gurley Crowell took care of that. Right. <laughs> if they had a good right. ranking before last week, Crowell just took a dump on it. <laughs> yeah, like if you're letting Isaiah Crowell in, in a part-time role do that, then you got to make sure no matter what Gurley's cost is, you have some exposure. Leads the league in opportunities per game. He has nine touchdowns in five games. Nine touchdowns in ten halves of play. So Ridiculous. I just wanted to take that opportunity to say no matter what the price is make sure you have some girly all right chris meany who you got uh, it's it's just wild he's probably going to get more expensive there was a time where dj and bell were, were up in the eleven thousand dollar range on dk so and they were still worth it yeah they really were so ben you bring up a good point so i'll just go completely off the board here in tournaments <laughs> um and and i'm just I'm, i know that i said cousins and cash so I'm little. I'm just wow. a little. You're interested. going right to the hospital, tent, yeah. Chris. Me, I'm what going are you down doing? to Cook and turn him. What it. are you doing? Yes, that's that's exactly it, Mike. Your response is everyone's response. Like, what? Why would you play this guy? I mean, he hasn't been able to do anything all year long. He's not including 100%. play. Right. So full practice today as of Thursday. Looks like a full practice on Friday. They're heavy home favorites, 10 points up against Arizona, who struggle to stop the running back. They've allowed 35 fantasy points per game to RBs. All three San Francisco 49, 49ers wide out or running backs last week, they all had double-digit fantasy points. So I feel like the Vikings are not going to roll out Cook if they don't feel like he's 100% here. You cannot play him in cash. The upside is there. He's super, super cheap. He's under $7,000 on both sites. And really, you couldn't ask for a better matchup. You just couldn't. Arizona True. are allowing the most fantasy points to running backs and the second most rushing yards per game. So just completely off the radar. You think that's nuts. How about Ronald Jones? What are you doing, Meany? I'm going to try to play this guy, Ronald Jones. <laughs> Listen, if you want to play a guy like Gurley or Evans or Julio, and you want to get that crazy exposure, Ronald Jones checks in at under four grand on DraftKings. I'm actually pretty confident that he's the starter now with this team. He's a lot better than the fantasy community gives him credit for. In fact, they don't give him any credit. You look at some of his tape in the preseason, a lot of that's on the line. It's still the same line. It's probably the reason why Peyton Barber has struggled, but he's that job is not his anymore. Jones came in, and week four was the first time he was active. He had he outtouched Peyton Barber. He outgained him. He had more snaps. And now Jones has had a couple weeks to work with Jameis Winston in this first team offense. The Falcons are pathetic, guys. They are brutal. They rank 31st in rest of AOA against the, against the run, according to Football Outsiders. They're 30th overall as just a unit. I know Jones is probably not going to get on the field and catch a few balls. That's kind of how you attack 
the Falcons, but he could still he can still play himself into a couple catches. And if he just finds the end zone in this high high total, he one hundred percent returns value. This is how you get an Evans and a Gurley in your lineup. All right, come on, Jones. My, Let's my go. goodness, uh, I've you scored a touchdown this week, boys. I promise. I need to clean the vomit <laughs> off my shirt. I do agree. I think Let's so move a it on. Bit of a changing of the guard there with the Buccaneers running backs. Yeah. Oh, I but agree with that. I just I. Yeah, I don't agree with the part where Ronald Jones isn't not bad. <laughs> if you want to oh, decipher that. Way better them. than Peyton Barber. <laughs> Moving on to the wide receiver position. Ben, how are you doing? Yeah, it? this is Julio Week. So Mike Evans naturally is a little bit of a pivot play. And guys, I want more exposure to this game. So Evans, even on DraftKings, he's Evans is more expensive. So that's going to drive most people to Julio. And granted, you know, playing both of them makes a ton of sense. But in general, Mike Evans, I want exposure to. In the same game, let me just throw out Chris Godwin too real quick because Godwin is super cheap, $4,400. And in a a neutral matchup or not a great matchup, okay, let's not kind of lean into the risk there. But it's, again, the Mohamed Sanu corollary, $4,400 in a great game. He's priced a lot cheaper than DJX. They've seen the same amount of targets on the year. 2022 is tied for second on the team. Godwin has three touchdowns this year, which is the same amount of touchdowns as Evans and Jackson. So why not lock him in? A very talented player, and that's going to give you a lot of salary flexibility as well. Another guy that can do that leads his team in targets, receptions, receiving yards, and touchdowns, and that's Tyler Lockett. And it's similar to what I'm saying with Russell Wilson. (laughs) Yeah, hot Lockett. If Russell Wilson has a game that we know he can have if the stars align, that can give Lockett a ton of upside. And regardless, at $5,100, he kind of just has to keep doing what he's been doing this year, which is quietly producing to help you out and you know, give you a little bit of salary flexibility to allow you to go get the other studs that can really propel you over the top. So those are a few guys that continue, Godwin and Lockett, that is, that continue to fly under the radar that necessarily should not be doing so. All right, Chris Meany, you're going to have to talk me into these next two. <laughs> Just like the running backs? Next two fellas. Well, the problem is these are names that I like. I, I mean, these are sensational players, but me personally – I'm staying. I'm staying away from Joe Hayden. Mm-hmm. You you got to talk me into AJ Green. Man, AJ Green's a stud. What do you mean? Not when he He's plays better. against Joe Hayden. <laughs> yeah, I. You know what I noticed with with AJ Green, and you and you're right about Hayden. But you know, with Tyler Eifert just you know, all of a sudden out of the lineup. AJ had his his best game. Ten targets were the most that he's had. The six catches were the most. The 112 yards the most. And again, this total. And I think that there's this narrative around with Hayden and that AJ can't have a game against. Well, him. it's not a narrative. It's look at the numbers are he averages basically like 50 to 60 yards when he plays against Joe Hayden. Just well, just say like I mean I'm not going to stop you. <laughs> no, I like it. I'm not going to stop again, you from lighting your money on fire, but you do what you got to do. <laughs> no, listen, in tournaments I'm just trying to stand out a little bit different from these from these Evans and Julio and Antonio. Like again, this is a high total and I do feel like 
I will give this benefit of the doubt to AJ in this matchup. I understand you, you bring up good points about Hayden. I didn't understand that his numbers were you know that great against AJ, but it still doesn't kind of take me away from him because of what I saw last week with Eifert being out of out of the lineup and, and more more people really just focusing in on Boyd and that run game that Cincy does have. So I feel like this does open things up a little bit for AJ. And then there's Doug Baldwin at sixty two hundred dollars on Fanduel and Killed also very week. affordable <laughs> on DraftKings. So we killed everyone. So yeah. this is my thing here, guys. I'm trying to get away from these obvious plays on tournaments. Oh, I, and love it. I love it. I love these touchdowns. This is act. We'll get into stacks in a little bit. I like this play a lot in tournaments. It, and Ben has already touched on all the negatives with Oakland. They struggle against wide receivers. They struggle to stop the run. They struggle to stop the pass. And this is exactly what Russell Wilson has done the past couple of years. I mean, how many times have we seen him start off slow and then all of a sudden turn it up? And I disagree a little bit, Ben, with what you were saying with the running backs. I think having a run game helps him a little bit more. He hasn't been running for his life as much. The past two games, been, there's been movement on the ground. And for Wilson, he's coming off his best game of the season. I mean, he threw for three touchdowns. It was the second best fantasy performance since week one. So Doug Baldwin in this matchup, it's it's a very, very affordable stack. Moving over to the tight end position, Ben, who you got? Well, I'm mad at myself for not uh, kind of bringing this up last week because Nick Vanette is back relevant again, Meanie. And uh, he was oh, literally man. min yeah. price last week and so I ended up I believe I talked about him on the periscope and ended up with a little bit of exposure but he's still right there $2,900 no more uh, new phone who Disley will Disley Ed Dixon still on IR and so because of that that, I mean that was your name right will Disley you made that up right so I loved it yeah yeah yeah. go go ahead go ahead (laughs) And Nick Vanette, still only $2,900. We've talked about the matchup, caught three or four targets for 43 yards last week, which didn't, you know, blow anything out of the water. But again, we know what the tight end position looks like this week. So he makes sense because if he catches a touchdown, if he catches another like 30 yard pass on a scramble there, um, like we saw last week, he has upside. And that salary is just so nice as the starting tight end for Russell Wilson, who generally likes tight end. So really into that. And then, you know, the same thought process, meaning as Doug Baldwin, Baldwin killed a lot of people last week. Well, so did Vance McDonald. And I'm going right back to him in this spot because we know he can be kind of up and down. That's, that's exactly what a tournament play play and a player is $3,400. His salary still makes a ton of sense. Again, of if there's any game that I'm trying to pivot off of, uh, Atlanta and Tampa Bay a little bit. It is this Steelers Bengals game. And, you know, Mike, you touched on, you know, what should happen there with AJ Green. Well, Vance McDonald on the other side of the ball in the middle of the field, you know, has had a ton of success as has Juju Smith Schuster. Well, Vance McDonald at that price, we know the upside that he can have. The Bengals defense is pretty solid, but their pass defense, their statistic numbers still don't look that great. 21st in passing yards allowed per game, 20th in pass DVOA. And again, he burned a lot of people, so I expect him to be somewhat low owned. And we know the upside is there. It's going to be hit or miss with McDonald, but that's what you do in tournaments. So I like those two guys. And where are you going, Meanie? I'm going the other side, kind of sticking the same game. Yeah, and if you don't like AJ and you don't think he can get it done in this matchup, I mean, CJ Uzama is is someone that, you know, has kind of just progressed over the past couple of weeks. You know, no Tyler Croft, 
reportedly in a walking brute. Tyler Eifert, we already talked about him being out. This is a high total. Uh, he has two catches and, you know, only two catches last week, 43 yards, but he does have at least 40 yards in a couple games so far this season. The Steelers allowing the second most fantasy points to tight end. So this is just a spot. Like, I'm just not completely buying in um, to the secondary here in Pittsburgh. So I think Andy Dalton is going to have a day with all his weapons. Let's move into our favorite stacks of the week. <laughs> Stack attack. I'm going to go first because uh, someone kind of has half my stack. So if I say it first, I'm the winner. Jameis Winston <laughs> and Cameron Brait. Uh, I, I like Jameis a lot this weekend. And to be able to get strong exposure, you had well, the four or five straight games last year with where Cameron Brait scored a touchdown. He has a connection with Jameis. So to get a really cheap exposure and fill up, my tight end position at the exact same time. Jameis and Cameron Braid are my favorite stack. Chris Mina, who you got? I got a feeling we're going to have very similar <laughs> Yeah, probably. Here. Yeah, I'm going to shy away from the Tampa and Atlanta for a little bit and just, again, I've already we've already kind of touched on it, all three of us, but, um, you know, Baldwin and Wilson, for wow. sure. It's 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 just an affordable stack, and I'm just really picking on this this Oakland defense. You just look at all the metrics, like points allowed per game, yards, passing yards, on the ground. They can't get any pressure at all on the quarterback. Um, so I've just I'm feeling Wilson and, and Doug Baldwin this week. Yeah, I'm with you, Mike. It's is I like Jameis Winston a lot, and let's stack him with Mike Evans, who's been super solid this year, been super solid most of his career, um, and talked about Godwin as well, another guy that you can kind of stack with uh, Winston as well. All right, let's move into the Battle Royale. DFS Battle Royale. We're going to let Chris Meany kick it off of the Battle Royale. So if you're new to the show, we're giving lineups, and we're trying to go 1v1v1 here over on DraftKings. Chris Meany, what do you got? All right, yeah, so in a small contest like this with three of us, I mean, it's really hard not to to play guys with Tampa and Atlanta, and, and, and that should really be your focus in cash, guys. So Jameis Winston's my quarterback. Surprise, surprise, $5,800. How could you not? I'm rolling with two backs in that Pittsburgh and Cincinnati game with Connor and Mixon. I got Sanu and Rodgers at wide receiver, Mike Evans, Cameron Brait. So I'm really going heavy on Tampa. Then I got Baldwin in at the flex spot. And I'm going with the Cleveland Browns as my defense. Ooh. All right, Ben. I'm going heavy on the Falcons. So uh, I started with Winston in this lineup, but then just based on kind of roster construction and and what I had left over, I actually was able to go up to Matt Ryan. Uh, I did have Mixon in here, and that's kind of been my my decision, and I will continue to think about this one is, am I going Winston, Mixon, or Ryan and Zeke Elliott, who's only $7,000, and I don't think his upside is insane against the Jags. But I think in cash at 7000 and that's basically, again, like Meany said, that's what this is. So right now I have Ryan and Elliott in there, and the rest of my team is going to be Christian McCaffrey, who I can't quit. I like this matchup against the Redskins. And then I got Julio and Sanu for the double stack with Matt Ryan, and then Godwin running it back there for the Bucks. Uh, talked about I'm basically all in on Njoku, got him at tight end, got Chris Carson in the flex for some salary savings. And then the Titans defense has been pretty solid, and the Ravens offense – has, has been pretty solid too, but the Titans at home, uh, and they're only $2,500, this Titans defense is. So I'm going to lock them in at a, as a cheap play that allows me to get all these other guys in my lineup. Whew, me and Ben, our lineup's very similar. So I got Winston, I got Jones, I got Sanu, I got Chris Carson, uh, and Cameron Braid is my tight end. So here are my differentiators. 
I got Jordan Howard in at the running back position. Mm. I think this is nice this is like the get Howard. right game for Mr. Howard against the Miami Dolphins. They cannot stop running backs. They stop basically everything else, but they stop it by letting the running back have all the scoring. So I'm playing Jordan Howard only sixty five hundred bucks. I got Adam Thielen. You cannot you cannot get away from Adam Thielen. Super I'm not solid. worried about no. the Arizona Arizona defense. Patrick Peterson, he's solid, but he's not shadowing like he did in the old regime. And if he if he sticks on anyone, he's gonna be on Stephon Diggs on the outside. Then my exposure to the Pittsburgh Cincinnati game is Tyler Boyd. I've nice. discussed my uh, a little bit of concerns for AJ Green. I get the play, but I'm going to pivot over to the secondary option for Tyler Boyd, who's been super solid for like almost the entire season. Last week was a bit disappointing, and then the Cowboys are my defense. I'm going to let Blake the Snake. I'm going to let him throw me a couple interceptions. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you check out the Ultimate DFS Pass. Oh, and and make sure you check out Mr. Ben Cummins. Every Sunday, he's doing a live Periscope. Yes. At, what time is that at? An hour and a half before kickoff, Ben? An hour and a half before, yep. And where do people find that? Uh, so you can go to my Twitter page, at Ben Cummins FF, and the link is going to uh, shoot up right there. And then uh, I know, Mike, you've been retweeting it. The The main fantasy footballers uh, page has been retweeting it. So check those Twitter handles an hour and a half before game time, and we're getting rolling, talk, taking all your questions, talking all things DFS. Really have really been having fun with it, guys. So let's keep it rolling. You can find Chris on Twitter at Chris Mania, and I am at FF Hitman. That'll do it. This is how we close the show. Good luck to everyone. Hope you build up that green. Hope you build up the bank. Hope you smell like the vault by the end of the weekend. We will catch you next Friday on the Fantasy Footballers DFS podcast. Goodbye, everybody. Listening to another edition of the Fantasy Footballers DFS podcast. Don't forget to visit us on the web at www.thefantasyfootballers.com.